Hi everyone, it's, uh, this is Jay again, and welcome to another episode of Fifty Shades of Jay. Um, today I wanted to talk about uh, a particular topic that uh, I guess has been changing and evolving <laughs> for me in many different ways over the years. Um, and I feel like, yeah, I'm at a point where it feels like a good space to share this. Um, I like to call it finding your dharma. Mm. And what I mean by that is um, maybe your purpose in life or your calling. Something that kind of makes you tick. Something that you inspires you. or I guess the main interpretation I like to connect with is what you do that puts you in a state of flow and this word flow has been <laughs> it's been such an important word for me in so many ways over the years and it's kind of been a subconscious thing too mm. and it's something I've been it feels like I've been chasing for so long um, and I'll go into some details around that and how that's changed for me over the years and these days, it's I feel like it's much easier to be in this state, and it doesn't feel so much like it's something I'm chasing. And I'd like to just share that with you uh, all today because um, it's been a bit of a game changer for me, and I'd like to kind of maybe share this to maybe um, inspire some other people. Mm. Maybe it can kind of resonate with some people and. Something you might connect with, but um, I guess this path or this journey around finding my dharma or what I really wanted to do with my life, it kind of started quite a few years ago and uh, it started slowly and subtly in the beginning and I was living in London at the time and uh, life was pretty good, you know, um, I was in my previous life or I feel like I've had a few lives in some ways, but um, I used to be an engineer and uh, working in London, in the house and hobbies, friends, lifestyle and um, I just wasn't happy in a lot of ways and wasn't content and I guess there was this feeling that something was missing and in a way I guess I was selling my time for money in those days to to get by or to fulfill myself and uh, there was nothing wrong with that and the way I was living before it's just I wasn't in sync and I wasn't in the state of flow that I know of now and I kind of knew that deep down I knew deep down that there was lots of things that I needed to change uh, my relationship at the time as well as how I was spending my time and what I was doing um, so there was this internal voice, this this feeling that was there that was kind of niggling at me and uh, I just couldn't ignore it. And <laughs> the longer that went on and the longer I went along this path to find this Dharma and what I wanted to do with my life, the stronger that feeling got to the point where it was screaming at me to, um, to make certain changes in my life and... Uh, I stopped ignoring that voice and started listening to it very clearly. So 
I think I was finding lots of ways back then of um, experimentation with spontaneity and um, trying to get out of my comfort zone in some ways. And I was kind of inspired by some teachers and some authors to challenge that and to try to live in some different states. And I travelled a lot actually in those days and uh, I kind of experimented with trying to be in some different states of mind where I would spend some periods just in quite a hedonistic phase in the beginning. I think just exploration, certain activities and tasks where I would just practice spontaneity or living in a way that felt very spontaneous and just doing what felt right at the time. And I think this was a particular period of my life when I was traveling through India and I was going through these uh, Osho actually uh, books at the time and tasks and um, different states of experimenting on just kind of doing whatever I want whenever I wanted in this kind of spontaneous state and I think it was cultivating this feeling of finding that inner voice. I think all of these experimentations I was doing back then were ways to tune into that inner voice that wasn't about money or status or work or anything back then it was really just whatever came up I would just go with it and ride it out and see where it took me and I wasn't I didn't really know what I was doing back then it was more just play and um, experiment and looking back I think I was really cultivating this this inner voice this inner child this part of me that I kind of maybe wasn't paying attention to and I think that, and as a lot of you probably know from traveling, one of the things that you benefit from so much is you meet so many different people in different states of life and different cultures, and it really broadens your mind on the possibilities of how you can live. Maybe looking outside your existing comfort zone of friends and work and status and lifestyle and you know, I was traveling through many different parts of Southeast Asia and other countries and just getting a real insight into other ways in which I could live. And I met some super interesting characters along the way who inspired me. And uh, I'd like to share one story, actually, of someone who inspired me quite deeply. Um, I was in the south of England, actually. Uh, it was summertime and I just took a weekend trip, I think, and I was walking along the coast and there was this cafe on the seafront and I think this is in Devon, in one of the counties in the southwest. And it was pretty busy, it was a summer's day and uh, there was this elderly couple sat on a table and I asked them, you know, politely, can I join you because, uh, you know, it's super busy here and they were like, yeah, of course. So I ordered a tea or a coffee and sat down with this couple and I think the guy was in his late 70s maybe and uh, I'll never forget this guy. I sat down and talked to him and there was something about this guy that drew me in and uh, we had this amazing flowy conversation about life and he kind of just dropped <laughs> a load of knowledge on me on how he'd been living and um, 
I felt like this guy had like three or four different lives, really. Different countries, different careers. And I don't think the details are so interesting for me to um, talk about today. He had a fascinating life. But what I found the most interesting is that he seemed fearless. He seemed fearless to change. And I felt like he was just riding this wave of life and it took him to so many different places that he hadn't expected or even or even desired to go to. But I think he just went with what felt right in his heart. And I just had this deep sense of um, trust within the universe from him and that if he kind of followed his heart, it would lead him to the right place and him sharing his stories, uh, I felt that deeply and I, it really inspired me as a young man. And I'll never forget that exchange with this guy and I think it really led me to, it planted that seed to, to be courageous, <laughs> to be courageous with where I was going to go with my life and to be okay with change and to not be afraid of that. And if it took me to, wherever it took me is to embrace it and just uh, go with that feeling. And I think at the time with all these other things I was doing in my life, it really, yeah, planted the seed of being courageous and not to be afraid of change and to persevere with that and see where it led me. And I'd hope to um, have an adventurous life like this uh, this chap and in some ways I feel I have it to some extent and um, not from an egotistical point of view or to boast about it but trying to live courageously and um, I think if you're going to find your dharma and be in that flow state you need to have that courage and you need to be willing to change um, to stay in line with yourself to stay in line with what feels right um, and for me, that's what being in that flow state is about. And, you know, years ago, I started this process, but I left London at a certain point and I built this camper van and <laughs> I was living in that a little bit and uh, I was going to different sort of Burning Man events and I was again in this experimentation phase and I really set this phase up as a phase in my life to find my dharma and to find out what I really wanted to do with my life. I saved some money, I rented out my house in London and just uh, set aside some time to to find myself, to find what I wanted to do with my life really deeply. And one of the one of the uh, phrases that I I keep in mind was something I read from Osho actually, and it's um, you have freedom from and freedom for. And I think for me to find myself and to what I wanted to do with my life, I needed to be free from what I was doing because you know a London busy life and uh, a, a job, a career, maybe a girlfriend and friends is pretty consuming and and that's okay you know but uh I wasn't content with that it wasn't where I wanted to be and 
I knew I had to be free from that in some way to find what I wanted to do. And uh, that was the first part of the puzzle, really, was to create some space for myself. So sold everything I owned, packaged up everything. You know, I was living out of this 35-litre backpack for so many years and in my van in the summer and created this space for myself. And I think that's really how I learned to find what I wanted to do with my life or at least started like the main phase of that. And uh, really it was just giving myself the space. And I found that once I had that space, there was a period where I just kind of enjoyed the, just having the space. And then I think, you know, like as humans are, we, I don't think we just like veg around and do nothing. You have energy in you to be creative and to, to do something. You feel a calling to, to be part of this world and to, to create something here. And, um, I went through this period of just kind of having this space and enjoying it and then this this creative energy just started to build. And that's when I noticed this shift from freedom from to freedom for. And I was like, right, I have all this energy now. Where can I channel it? How can I channel it? And uh, it then brought around this motivation and inspiration within me to to really search for what I wanted. And in a way, I kind of knew really I always knew when I think about it, it's just uh, I needed to make some changes in my life to really connect with it. And I've always been passionate about body movement and the beauty of it, the mechanics of it and studying it. You know, it's it's been my passion since uh, for a long time. And I knew that that's where I was going to go with that. And at the time, that was my Ashtanga yoga practice. And... I'd kind of been going deep into that for quite a few years, but it wasn't, I didn't really know that's what I wanted to do in some way. But um, some years later, I was I was on this hiking trip in Nepal, this Annapurna circuit, and uh, I'd had this amazing period of being in a flow state. And I want to share this part of the story because uh, I feel like this was, quite a pivotal point I've been hiking for a few weeks in the Himalayas and uh, I felt high on life during this period I was with the right people at the right time and I remember clearly thinking I wouldn't want to be anywhere else and I was exactly where I needed to be with who I was with and I was in that flow state and over the years I've experienced small snippets of that periods of my life of being in that flow state where you just you wouldn't want to be anywhere else. You you know you're in the right place. And when I look back, I was uh, I was always searching for that again. I felt like it was just uh, like a drug. I just wanted more of that. I always wanted more of that, and I was always trying to find that. And I think I just sort of told myself that I would just have these snippets and periods of life where I'd feel like that and that was all right, you know, just be grateful for that. And there'll be memories that you experience. And 
I kind of went around the world looking for that, <laughs> trying to find that again and again and chasing it in some ways. And I found this space again in Nepal. I found it in some periods in India and other places in my life where I think I connected with the right people at the right time. And uh, I wasn't finding that in London. I wasn't finding that in other places. But I was kind of, you know, running, running around trying to find it and... Uh, trying to find a place where I could connect with that and I found it again in Nepal and like I said I found it in a few times but I connected with it very strongly there and I had this very deep sense of being alive and I think it had a lot to do with being in this flow state but also where I was in the world you know just this beautiful trip in the Himalayas and uh, I came down from the peak and finished the trip and went back to this town called Pokhara and I just, it was overwhelming. The feeling was just overwhelming. It was like the feeling I had was like, uh, like a volcano erupting. I had this deep sense of just the beauty of being alive. And it was, it brought me to tears on numerous occasions. And I went back to India after that. And it really brought about the question of the relationship I was in at the time, which was not serving me. And I knew my body, my heart, every part of me was screaming at me to make some big changes in my life. And I knew that I wanted to focus on my Ashtanga yoga practice and that's what I wanted to do. I came back from this trip and it was just there. It just hit me like a train, like, that's what you're going to do. That's what you need to do. Truth, facts. And it was just like, right, okay, I'm good <laughs> that's what I'm going to do and that's that inner voice I think and I think years of cultivating that from different practices it just it was just there and I knew it and I, no question but it also brought up a bunch of other things <laughs> uh, some other things that I wasn't maybe expecting to hit me so hard like yeah my relationship and at the time it wasn't serving me and uh, and that was much harder to change you know that uh, there was lots of things I had to face within myself some fears I had to face and that took some time to to do that to go into that self-inquiry and be raw with myself about what I wanted to do fast forward a few years and I just kept listening to that voice, kept going into that inquiry, kept listening to that voice and over the next two years or three years there was just change after change after change that I was making to to follow that dharma, to follow that path, you know, and uh, when I look back I was following that the whole time and not fully knowing it. And I was making changes in my life to just keep with that voice. And it led me to different countries, different experiences, changes in relationship. I lost so many things, which doesn't feel so much like a loss now, but at the time it, it really did. And some deep inquiry into my family and money. <laughs> home you know the things that all the things that I was really attached to that I thought 
were my identity. And I think to keep following my dharma and trying to find this flow state, I had to really let go of a lot of attachments. I had to my old life in some ways. I didn't realise it would change that much, but uh, it was a complete change in lots of ways. And I'm still me, but um, I had to really yeah, let go of a lot. And that was uh, that was a painful process at some periods, you know, because I thought I was this kind of non-attached uh, yogi guy or whatever, but actually I was very attached to uh, some aspects of my life. Uh, and that was a deep inquiry to let go of uh, some of that stuff. And uh, it was a tough process. Um, but I think the main thing that kept me going in some ways was that that voice, it was so strong. It was just screaming at me. That's the only way I can describe it. It was like a, like a volcano erupting. It was like a well overfilling with water. And I just, once I'd opened that up, I couldn't stop it. You know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't stop the flow of that energy coming out of me. It was just, it was like, and in a way, I didn't want to, even though it was kind of scary. It's just, it was a bit like a dam breaking, and once I made a few cracks in the dam, it was just right. It's, it's coming. So, I think all this kind of repressed energy and things I'd been repressing in myself, my relationship. It, once I'd made that opening it was just uh yeah it was no stopping it and at times that was very intense um like an energetic release uh, i had some really intense experiences around that um i didn't realize <laughs> now how intense it would be but uh well, sorry then but um i think it was just part of the process and yeah, it was an interesting time in my life. But um, yeah, fast forward where I'm at in my life now and being an Ashtanga yoga teacher and a yoga teacher in Norway, in Oslo, and finding my dharma, body movement, uh, sharing my experience of that and going deep into the body and other people's bodies and helping people find that mind-body connection and working with people in that way and myself and sharing that experience and connecting with people in that way that I always knew really deep down that was kind of my path with body movement. But uh, And in a way, all the things I'd done before have aided me so much to be able to share this in the way that I can now. And I'm grateful for the journey that I've had to be where I'm at now. And... Um, now I feel very much in sync with what I do, where I'm at, how I connect with people. And this is my freedom for, and being in this state, now I feel I'm blossoming and um, I feel in such a good place to share that because it's been such an interesting <laughs> journey to... to feel like that, to feel like I'm in the right place and lots of time being in this state of flow. And I think I feel like I'm in the state of flow more and more and more because I'm being true to myself and my true nature. 
and I'm in a space where I'm not in conflict with myself. I feel I'm in sync with my body and my mind and my heart in lots of ways and coming from this loving place, being in that space, just lots of good things happen. I connect with the right people. I'm in the right place a lot of the time and now I don't feel like I need to chase something. I just need to be where I'm at. And uh, that's been the game changer, really, is to feel like that, to feel that I don't need to run around chasing some kind of temporary experience. It's, um, like I said this before in the previous podcast about I can just be and I can just be me. I don't have to wear a mask to go to work or pretend to be someone else. I can just be me and I feel like being me in in the environment I want to be in, it just feels so good to express myself in my natural way. And I feel like the feedback I get from people is good because I feel like I'm being really me and I feel like that's appreciated. And it's such a such a different experience to how I felt before. Um, and I say this a lot of, you know, being in sync or in line and I think it's just the feeling that you're on the right path and on the right road. And being in that place for me is just this loving place. It's a very expanding space, creative space. Uh, I want to share and want to create a lot. I feel like I'm being true to myself, which feels like I'm kind of being very compassionate with myself and loving myself because I'm not in this state of conflict of internal conflicts around what I want to do and where I want to be and um, I feel very grateful for the people I've met and uh, the teachers I have and have had I think all of these people whether they're physical or people I've met along the journey conversations I've had or even books I've read with authors I like They've all influenced me to be courageous, really. To have that confidence and that faith, really, to be courageous to to try. And even when things feel impossible, and at times they felt like fucking impossible, and I've been frightened and alone, or I've been in some situations where I'm like, what am I doing? This is like... I've given up all of these things, my security, my home. I'm in this foreign countries. I don't know what I'm doing, where I'm going. You know, I've been in so many places where I've questioned it, like, so much. And trying to be courageous through that has been very hard. But I feel like that voice, that internal voice, is even stronger. <laughs> and trying to have faith to just keep listening to that is uh, that's really what I want to share because I think when you try to follow your heart and your gut feeling and that feeling of where you want to be some people are probably going to tell you you're wrong or you're silly and you shouldn't do that or and I'd encourage you to to not listen to that <laughs> and to listen to your heart and be in sync with yourself and what really drives you, what motivates you deeply to get out of the bed in the morning and 
how you want to express yourself in life and share that creative energy that we all have. And I think everybody has that. And when I see people that are in line with themselves and in sync with themselves, I feel like it's one of the most beautiful things to witness, to see someone in that creative space where they're just, they're on it, you know, they're just there, they're in sync. And watching someone operate from that space is, it's magical, like, I really feel that it's magical. It's like, and I know some people around me in my life at the moment that do that and it inspires me because for me that's where life takes on another vibe. It feels magical in some ways, it's sort of beyond the physical and chemical, it's it's almost sort of divine in some way. <laughs> it sounds funny saying that, but uh, that flow state where you talk from a place of authenticity and you're being yourself truly to your core. And I think that uh, being in that space is a beautiful space. And I think everyone can see that and it inspires people and it motivates people and you do creative and beautiful things. And, and it's so easy to love and connect from that space because you just feel good, you feel centered, you feel in sync. And that flow space, you know, uh, and I was searching for that for such a long time. And <laughs> funnily enough, my camper van that I built was actually called Flow. And I didn't really connect with it at the time, but I think it was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just deeply in search of that. And, and I don't mean this in a like uh, hedonistic experience way. I think it's just about authenticity and being in line with yourself. And it doesn't mean you need to do anything uh i don't know you don't need any like uh fancy job title or whatever i don't think it matters what you do i think it's whether you feel in sync and in line with what you're doing is the key um and that you're being yourself like truly you're not um you're not suppressing your who you are and i think when we do that and we put ourselves in environments where we are doing that. It kind of like uh, kills our energy a bit. And I have this image of like a flower that's not uh, growing properly. You know, it's sort of a bit sad. It's not really flowering and blossoming. And when I think of people that are being themselves and authentic and in the right place because they're sticking to that and they trust it, that's this like light, this golden light of, blossoming and flowering and uh, the energy you get from that is just insane to for me it's like it's the best feeling in the world to feel in sync and in line with who I am and what I'm doing uh, and I'm not doing anything uh, <laughs> super cool or interesting or fancy I don't think it's about that it's just uh, I just feel in line with who I am and what I'm doing and that the more I feel like that the last few years, uh, especially this last year, I've connected with so many people that I feel more in line with. And that feels like this expanding circle now. It's just like it grows. The connections I'm making and the people I'm connecting with, it's like, um, just feels good, it feels right. Mm. It gives me so much energy. And 
I don't think it needs to be a super difficult process for some people. For me, uh, at times it it kind of nearly broke me in some ways, but uh, I think I needed to go through some of these uh, experiences and challenges to change my programming to... You know, I think for me, some of those lessons needed to be learned a certain way for me to really be honest with myself and go into my programming and change it and to challenge my fears, let go of a lot of things in my life that weren't serving me so that I could be in a place where I was open to this and able to to do that. But... Um, Yeah, I encourage um, everyone really to find that space and to tune in to what makes you tick and what inspires you. And I think that just inspires other people. Mm. I knew that money wasn't really what I wanted. It was freedom to some extent. And then I think that freedom from to freedom for that's been really the game changer in a lots of ways which has allowed me I feel to blossom in my life and I do feel like that lately like I'm in this sort of blossoming phase of uh, growth and uh, I feel very love for lots of love for myself and the people around me and uh, I don't think I could do that and be in that space if I didn't feel so in line with what I'm doing and who I am and more than ever in my life, I feel I can be myself and just truly be me, be Jay, and express myself authentically. And um, it feels really great. You know, it feels really great rather than not being that way and suppressing who I am and um, living inauthentically in some way. And might just do another talk on just authenticity in some ways but uh, I think to be authentic you have to be you have to really go into yourself the truth of who you are and what you want and uh, that's been a process for me <laughs> to get to the bottom of that and I'm still not at the bottom but uh, I'm on the right path that's the feeling I guess I always was but uh, I'm not chasing it anymore it's uh, I can just be a little bit and I think uh, this goes back to the other one talk I did on love as a vibration because being in this loving space it's easier just to be because so many good things happen from this loving space where I don't have to chase it so much it's uh, hmm. yes different states of being but, um, yeah, I just wanted to share that around finding your dharma, your calling or flow state. And I think we've all experienced that in our lives where you, you feel in sync and, um, and life just, you just cruising, you just, you just cruising in some ways and things just happen, you know, meetings happen. Romances happen, things happen in that space that just feels 
natural. You feel you feel like you're just going with the flow of life, and then feels great to be in that space. But um, yeah, just that's uh, that's my thoughts and views on that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think there's different practices and different experiences that can kind of cultivate that. For me, obviously, my yoga practice has helped me a lot with that, with just tuning into myself and who I am but there's been so many different things along the journey that have inspired me to just be courageous I think is the main thing um and try so but uh yeah thanks for listening on this one and uh I hope maybe might raise a few questions in some people and uh maybe ask a few questions around what we're doing where we want to be what kind of impact we want to have and how we might want to inspire the people around us. And this brings up this word elevate again, which I think I'll talk about on another podcast, but elevating yourself and the people around you and doing that from a place of love. And I think when you're doing what you feel authentically you want to do in your life and you're being yourself, your true self, you're in that flow state and it's so easy to express yourself with love and you can elevate yourself and the people around you in such a good way. Okay, thanks for listening and I'll talk to you guys again soon.